Welcome to the Glory Mountain Church Podcast. For more information on our church and ways to support what God is doing here, visit glorymountain.com. Well, God is good, amen? Thanks, Daniel. Well, once again, if you just came in or this is your first time, we just welcome you. It's so good to have you this morning. Wow. Amen. Wow, I just love his presence. We could just be here all week. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. Well, I have the honor and privilege to bring the word this morning. My parents are, like I said, they send their love um, Wow, thank you, Jesus. God, you're so good. You're so good, Father. I believe this morning that God's gonna bring us out of our, of a dark place. He's gonna bring us out of any pit that we may be in. God's been putting on my heart um, just this message. We're currently in a series. It's called um, From the Heart. And it's a collection of messages that are from different guests. And uh, last week was my father. And then this week it's me. And we have Brian, Brian Havens next week and um, a few others, which I'll, I'll keep a secret for, for the next few weeks. And it's just a time where we get to um, just share what God's been putting on our heart and um, just express that to you. Um, so I'm just honored and so thankful to be here today and to be able to, um, to speak on this. Um, so we, we had our week one, which my dad spoke last week, and it was um, on the topic called I Refuse. Some of you were here, and I remember um, some incredible um, points from that. Some of them, I refuse to let the enemy take my joy away. I refuse to let discouragement come into my life. I refuse to speak negative words. I refuse to be in debt. I refuse, oh wait, refuse to be in debt. <laughs> I have something for Zach. <laughs> Zach, here's my $25 for fantasy football. <laughs> refuse to be in debt. I refuse to carry unforgiveness in my heart towards anyone. And I choose to let God take full control of my life. Amen. So we're in a series from the heart. And I'm so happy to be here this morning. I'm so thankful. Um, God is good. I believe he's going to do a beautiful work here in this place. <laughs> wow. Uh, it is the first day of fantasy football, and we'll see. We'll see how we do, Zach. <laughs> we got the Glory Mountaineers playing this year. <laughs> Amen. Well, it's so good to have you in church this morning. Um, I want to just talk a little bit about what's been on my heart. I've been going through um, just such a journey in my life. I'm a new father of a beautiful seven-month-old Chloe. Hi, Chloe. Hey, baby girl. She's just my joy. Uh, I'm so thankful that she smiles at me every morning and she just brings so much joy to my life and my beautiful wife, Natalie. And um, she just, they've just been such a, I mean, we're a little family now and it's so special and it's such a blessing to have family. Um, I'm so thankful for a healthy baby and a chubby little one in the Griffo family. We love Chloe so much. But as you know, you know, I play music and I do web design and different things creative. And growing up, I was always told that I had a heart like David. 
Um, every prophetic word I got, I think literally everyone was like, I just see you like David. I see you like David. And so following, following his life, just gr- growing up and um, <laughs> this is so funny. I have to say this. I saw a journal entry recently and <laughs> all I put in the journal was, God, help me to be not like David and Bathsheba was. <laughs> and that was when I was like, I think I was like, like 12 years old, but I'm just like heart of David, except for the Bathsheba part. It was so funny. And the killing part. It was so, yeah. Anyway, I love the Psalms. The Psalms have been a huge part in my life. Um, it just resonates with me. It's, it resonates with who I am as a person down to my core. Um, And one thing I love so much about Psalms is just how real and raw David was. I mean, what a beautiful, what these Psalms are just so beautiful that that we can um, just read his stories, read his journeys, read the different patterns of life that he had. And um, just, he was so raw, he was so real. And I loved it because God called him a man over God's own heart. And through the Psalms, he reminds us that, you know, we're just human. Like, like it's a really good reminder in the Psalms that we are all human. What we go through now are some of the same things that um, David and, and, and people went through back in the Bible days when they had no iPhones, they had no Instagram. It was just them and their sheep and their kings and their 500 wives, whatever they did. It was... Um, it just, it just we're, we, we have the same heart. We have the same heart and we go through the same things. So that's one of the reasons I love uh, Psalms. One of the patterns that I found reoccurring in the Psalms, um, and David went through this a lot, he, 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 was, he got in pits and he got out of pits, okay? So a lot of times um, you'll, you'll see he was, he was just in and out of so many different situations, just the darkest place to the highest place. He was brought from, you know, being a shepherd to bringing a, being a king, just his, his life journey is incredible. Um, and one of David's experiences um, really connected with me. Uh, and that's uh, the story in Psalms 40. Um, and so that's going to be our passage this morning. So if you have your Bible, would, Psalms 40, hey, there you go, man. There you go. Um, so if you do have your Bibles, I'd love to um, open, open up your Bible at Psalm 40 this morning. We're going to be focusing on verses 1 to 3, uh, but I want to read the whole Psalm for context. And in case you haven't got your Bible reading in this, month, this week, uh, it's a perfect time. We're going to get our reading in for Psalms 40. So I'm going to read and then we're going to pray over that. And then we're going to be diving into our message this morning. Amen. Awesome. So Psalms 40. And I am in the New King James Version. I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me. He heard my cry. He also brought me up out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay. And he set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. He has put a new song in my mouth. Praise to our God. Many will see it in fear and will trust in the Lord. Blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Many, O Lord, my God, are your wonderful works, which you have done. And your thoughts toward us cannot be recounted to you in order. If I would declare and speak of them, they are more than can be numbered. Sacrifice and offering you did not desire. My ears you have opened. Burnt offering and sin offering you did not require. Then I said, behold, I come in the scroll of the book. It is written of me. I delight to do your will. O my God. And your law is within my heart. I have proclaimed the good news of righteousness in the great assembly. 
Indeed, I do not restrain my lips. O Lord, you yourself know I have not hidden your righteousness within my heart. I have declared your faithfulness and your salvation. I have not concealed your loving kindness and your truth from the great assembly. Do not withhold your tender mercies from me, O Lord. Let your loving kindness and your truth continually preserve me. For innumerable evils have surrounded me. My iniquities have overtaken me so that I am not able to look up. They are more than the hairs of my head. Therefore, my heart fails me. Be pleased, O Lord, to deliver me. O Lord, make haste to help me. Let them be ashamed and brought to mutual confusion who seek to destroy my life. Let them be driven backward and brought to dishonor who wish me evil. Let them who confounded because of their shame, who say to me, aha, aha, let all those who seek you rejoice and be glad in you. Let such as love your salvation say continually, the Lord be magnified. But I am poor and needy, yet the Lord thinks upon me. You are my help and my deliverer. Do not delay. Oh my God. What a beautiful Psalm about persevering in the trial. Amen. So Father, we thank you for this Psalm of David. God, we thank you for these words that were written. And Lord, we pray as we dive into Psalm or verses one through three, Father, that you will just um, imprint them on our heart. God, that uh, you have something for each person here this morning, God. So we open up our heart and we receive what you have for us. In Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Good. Well, today we're going to be looking at the stages of David's experience through um, all the way to this exciting conclusion of him in a pit and out of a pit. Um, David, he's, he leads us here through six stages of his experience. Um, so I'm really excited to see what, what we're going to learn from, from his life. So the title of my message this morning is Up and Out. Um, I, I really believe that as we look to God, as we look to him, he will bring us out of our situation. Um, so that's our title this morning, Up and Out. Well, stage one, we have David in the pits. And this is in verse two. Um, I want to tell a little story first off, just to kind of set, set, us, uh, set us up for this this morning. I recently went on a beautiful road trip to, um, to Idaho with my family and the Thiesings went. It was just an awesome family reunion time and we went here and I did something new for the first time. I rode a dirt bike, never been on a motorcycle before. And um, it was such it was such an exciting experience for me. We have like the mountains in the back. Oh wait, go go back to the slide. This is um, this is a sawtooth mountains. There's a huge ranch, and it was it was a joy. I really enjoyed I really enjoyed being on a bike. Uh, it was my first time, so I practiced in their um, in their area for a while. And then uh, I have a video. I I went on this trail with with Natalie. Natalie's filming this. She's on the little uh, ATV behind me. Oh, there it is. Um, you can see the trail, the, the, you know, the trail's kind of smooth here, but uh, up, up ahead, there's just like a ton of rocks and there's all these ravines and, um, you know, it kind of like goes down on this side and, and, and up there was, uh, this is called Fisher Creek. And, and there was this ravine up on the left-hand side. Um, and it was probably like a, I'd say like a 10 foot drop into this, this muddy, um, this muddy, um, like, like bottom of the riverbed. And, so that was literally, that was seconds before um, I, you know, I, I go around the corner and Natalie can't see me. And then as she, as she came around the corner, she can't find me. <laughs> and 
I, uh, I, took this, I took this little bump and I went down and I came up and I was supposed to turn right because that's where the trail went, but I got, I got like stuck in this ravine and it just took me completely left. Next thing you know, I'm flying over the handlebars. I am, the bike goes completely straight down into the, all these bushes and I'm just completely, I'm just in this bed of mud. I'm completely just stuck in this mud and the bike is just, it's just like freaking out. So I like shut off the bike and I'm just laying back there. And Natalie's like, Natalie's like, Mark, Mark. And she comes running over and she just looks down. She's like, oh my goodness. (laughs) And this mud was like, it, it was the kind of mud where as you tried to get out of it, you would just completely sink just completely keep sinking. It was, it was almost like a quick, yeah, it was like a quick stand, but I mean, it's the kind of mud that just ruins everything. Your clothes are done, your shoes are done. I mean, I threw him, I threw in my shoes. I left them in Idaho. Um, it was, it was completely like, it was, it was horrible. So here I am with this bike and, and mind you, we're in the middle of nowhere. We're 40 minutes out from the house. There is no reception, no satellite phone. We do have a walkie talkie, but the battery was out or something like we couldn't even communicate back. It wouldn't even turn on. Um, I'm leaking gas. So all the gas is leaking and I'm just in the, in the ravine. There's a 400 pound bike just almost on top of me and I'm, I'm drowning in mud. This was a situation where I was in a pit. (laughs) So I'd like to think that the pit David was in was similar to the pit that I was in. No, but it, it, you know, obviously that was a real pit and um, I'll explain the rest of the story later. But I asked myself the question and I want to pose this to you today. What muddy pit are you currently in, in your life or have been or possibly might be going into based on circumstances? Um, you know, perhaps it's, it's a desperation. It's maybe, you know, maybe it's depression. Maybe it's hopelessness. Maybe it's stress. Um, maybe it's working with difficult people. Maybe you're a stay-at-home parent and you're just constantly exhausted, which I am starting to understand more and more every single day. Um, You know, maybe it's full-on spiritual warfare that you're dealing with at this time. Um, Maybe it's financial strain. Maybe it's a diagnosis from a doctor. Maybe it's a chronic illness you have. Maybe it's a sickness or or a disease. Um, You know, what's what's your muddy pit? What is something that possibly you're in right now? or what's something that you know would be a muddy pit for the future. Really a muddy pit can be anything that causes a sense of helplessness and desperation and something that would threaten the quality of life or take it away from from you. Um, I think it's important to know too, this is something I believe. I, I don't believe that God ever puts you in a pit on purpose. I believe that, I do believe though that he will use a time that you have in a pit for his good. Amen. I believe that um, all things work together for our good. And, um, you know, it's, it, it's important to know God, God does not punish you. God does not put you in a place, but he definitely will teach you where at, where, at whatever stage you're at in, in life right now. Um, so that's stage one. David is in the pit. Um, so what does David do? He did what I did. He didn't cry out to Natalie, but he cried out, David cried out to the Lord. Now we sang it today, we are God's children. Um, and he loves answering our prayers. He loves um, doing, doing work for our behalf. I mean, I will do anything for Chloe. 
I will get up at 4.30 a.m. for you this morning. <laughs> um, I'll do anything for my children. I love, I love her so much. And how much more um, would our heavenly father, you know, Zach and Deanna, you're about to experience a beautiful stage of life of early. That, that was, hey, 4.30 this morning. <laughs> Somehow she managed to be in our bed this morning. I think I got her at like 1 a.m. I think, I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, if you're a parent, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you're not a parent, you're probably thinking, eh, whatever, that won't happen to me. It will. Okay, so um, ver verse one, David cries out. He waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined to me and heard my cry. Now, David, I believe David was... Um, you know, he's a man after God's own heart, but David, he was a crier. I mean, this guy, I mean, I, I personally think it's beautiful when, when men and women just cry and, and release their emotions to Jesus um, or, or to each other, whatever. I think that's beautiful. Um, but I, I have to say, I think I'm, one of the reasons I'm like David is because we're both kind of like drama queens. I'm very much a drama queen. You would think Natalie would be the drama queen in our relationship. No, it is absolutely me. So I really connected with this part. Uh, Psalm 6, verse 6. I am weary with my groaning. All night I make my bed swim. I drench my couch with my tears. It's like, okay, David, really? Uh, Psalm 56, 8. Put my tears in a bottle. Are they not in your book? It's like, wow, very poetic, David, but maybe just a little dramatic. Um, so me and David, we're both drama queens, but I, I think it's beautiful just to express your emotion to God and, and not be afraid, just to be real and raw with him. Um, <laughs> so the question I want to pose to you today, though, is who are you crying out to in your pit? So you know, maybe it's your spouse, maybe it's your friend, maybe it's even the internet. Um, maybe it's something, you know, may, maybe it's possibly even drugs or maybe it's alcohol. Um, it's so, it's really good to question, what are you calling out to while you're in this pit? And I'm here to tell you this morning that you need to make sure that your cry and your only cry in the pit is to the Lord because he's the only one who could save you. He's the only one who can deliver you from this place. It's not your spouse, as much as Natalie did help save me from the pit, which I'll talk about later. Um, you know, it's, it's not your spouse. It's not your friends. They can definitely help, but, uh, but the only person who can truly deliver you from your situation, from your pit, is the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, so make sure your cry is to God and for God, not to man or, or substances. And uh, in verse four of Psalms 40, David actually talks about this. He said, blessed is the man who makes the Lord his trust and does not respect the proud, nor such as turn aside to lies. Psalms 118.8 says, it is better to trust in the Lord than to put confidence in man. Psalms 146, three to five says, do not put your trust in princes, nor in a son of man in whom there is no help. His spirit departs, he returns to his earth and that very day his plans perish. Happy is he who has the God of Jacob for his help, whose hope is in the Lord, his God. Sounds so good. Such a good reminder of who we need to place our trust in. So, so when you're in your pit, make sure you're crying out to the Lord and no one else. So this brings us to the next part, which was also in my journey while I was laying there, completely had no idea what I was going to do, just freaking out, turned the bike off. I 
I, I waited. I waited for Natalie. I waited for help. I waited for an idea. And uh, it says here, David, he waits for the Lord. This is stage three. David waits for the Lord. It says in verse one, I waited patiently for the Lord. Or more literally, I waited intently for the Lord. I believe that as we're in our pit, we need to be confident in the timing of the Lord. We need to know that God's timing is the perfect timing, not your timing, not the timing of man, but God's timing is the perfect right timing. Even if it feels, even if it feels late for us, it's not too late for God. God knows God does not work in time. God has perfect timing. I remember when I was, um, when I was ready for marriage, when I was like, I was like, okay, I need a wife. It's time. Um, I, I wanted to find a spouse really bad. And I was going to all the college groups. I was like playing on like five worship teams to maybe find someone. I mean, let's be real. That's what we're doing. Um, sometimes I think sometimes the church is just a dating thing, but I'm not going to talk about that today. It's a great place to find your spouse though. I believed, I believed from the beginning. I was like, God, I would love to meet my wife in church. That would just be like, I, I just wanted to meet her in church. And at that time, it was just like over 50, which I love older generation, but that's not gonna do it for me. So I was, I was believing that God would bring someone and, you know, I was still faithful. I was still believing, but I'm like, God, like this, your timing sucks right now. Like I need, I need this. I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. And, you know, I, I had a couple of relationships, nothing serious, but I was just like so much drama. And I'm like, I don't want drama. I want a girl who's crazy about me and I want to be crazy about her. And I was just like, I was just ready. You know, it's like, come on, Lord, you know me. Um, so, and it's cool because Natalie also want, was wanted to find someone serious. And I'll tell you real quick, you single, you single friends, it makes all the difference when both of you are actually serious and wanting to get married in that time of your life. Because if one person wants to get married and the other person is just like, I'm just, I'm just like experiment, like just trying out what it's like to date. Like that's not going to work. It really helps when both of you are on the same page. That's my little two cents. Um, but both of us, wanted to be in a relationship and we ended up meeting beautifully at a Christmas Eve service. Thanks to my father-in-law, Steve Thiesing for bringing his family, even though they did not want to come and were pretty much screaming in the car. Thank you, Steve, for coming through. But here's what's crazy. Natalie and me, we were at the same parties together, Christian church parties. We were at the same, um, where we, our families were at the same Christmas parties. We, I was in her home, across from her room, in her dad's office, no idea that she was going to be my wife. And I'll tell you what, I, I'm here to say that God had the perfect timing for us because if we met earlier, it just, I don't think it would have worked out. <laughs> we were just totally in different places in our life and just like we met at the perfect time. And as much as it felt like I was just like waiting, God's timing was so perfect. That's a little rabbit trail, but I'm telling you, God's timing is perfect. Um, and yeah, lo lo looking back, it's like we were just so thankful that, that we met when we did. Um, so here's David in this pit and he's waiting. And I believe there are two essential elements um, in the way, hear that? The way you should wait in the pit. And that is number one, with humility, two, with hope. 
If we look back in Psalms 37, verse nine, it says, evildoers will be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord will inherit the land. Okay, so then it backs it up. In, in verse 11, it says the same, it, it's the same promise, but it's repeated. Um, but in the place of those who wait, it actually says the meek or the humble. It says in verse 11, but the humble will inherit the land and will delight themselves in abundant prosperity. So those who wait are humble and not trusting in their own timing, but in God's perfect timing. Is that good? Second, those who wait patiently, what do they do? They hope in God. It says, Psalms 30, 39 uh, verse seven, it says, and now Lord, uh, for what do I wait? My hope is in thee. Psalms 130 uh, verse five, it says, I wait for the Lord. My soul does wait. And in his word, do I hope? Now, those who wait like David, I, I can almost imagine David, and it was similar for me, except I was on the floor, just like, Ugh, I need, I need you. But David, when, you know, when, when he's waiting with hope and, and humility, it's almost like he's, he has an expectation and he's straining, he's leaning in saying, God, I know you're there. I have an expectancy that you're gonna come through. I have hope that you're gonna come through. I believe through, my, um, through, through being humble and waiting patiently that you are gonna be there. He doesn't just sit there and say like, God, like whatever, just show up. I mean, when I was looking for someone, I was leaning into situations. I had an expectancy knowing that God, was going to come through. So it's important in those seasons, you wait intently and you don't just sit around just waiting, but, but, but you take action, you wait, um, and, and you lean into that situation. Um, and it's important to know that believing his right timing is, I mean, that's really, you, we, we have to be okay knowing, and, and we have to come to a peace knowing that his timing is the right timing. So here we go. David waited for the Lord. Now this next stage is a great one. The Lord delivers David. This is in verse two. It says, he also brought me up out of the horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and he set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. Now there's a clear difference between quicksand or mud versus rock, right? One, you know, over here, it's, it's unstable. It's completely just you're, you're losing your, your footing. You can't grab anything over here. Um, you know, when your, 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 your feet are there established, there's a, there's a strength, there's a stability, there's, there's a security. So for many of you, um, it may feel like God's moving you from a sense of desperation in the pit. And when he delivers you, it, it brings you to a sense of security. Okay. I, I, and, I, and I personally believe David, he moved David or, or, or God moved David from a sense of, de of desperation in, in, in his pit to the sense of security that he had. Now, I believe for some, um, the, the markers or the essence of, of being rescued, being delivered um, could, could be this restoration of a strong feeling of God's peace, his presence in your life, his, his help. Um, but I also believe that some people can feel God's presence in the middle of the storm. He can feel, you can feel his, his peace in the middle of, of the pit. And, um, you know, it's easy just to maybe say, oh, God will put you through something just to learn a lesson, which, I mean, I, I addressed that before, but I really believe that, um, you know, we have the Holy Spirit now and, 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 and we have God's peace. We have his, um, 
we have that sense of security with us whenever we need it. And, and I'm believing that we're gonna be a church people, a church body who is constantly in communion with the Holy Spirit in whatever situation you're in so that when you're in that pit, you can feel that sense of security, sense of peace. Um, so I do feel like it's different for different people though. Um, but when the Lord brings you out of the pit, it will be very clear and you will know and it may look different for each of you, but, but you will just know. You will know when that freedom is there, when that, when that stronghold has been released, when you've found that breakthrough, you, it'll, it'll click. You'll, you'll, you'll just know. And, and there's no like special thing of like, oh yeah, you know, you'll this, this and this. It's just something you'll feel in your spirit, in your heart. Um, you know, it's like the moment Natalie said yes to me. I was like, I knew, um, you, you know, that, that there was just this, this lock. It was like, it's, it's done. You know, when we said our vows to each other, that was it. And there, and, and there are these moments where, where you're just gonna know. Um, and this is important too. For David, the rescue may have been a healing of some diseases as well. Um, I wanna read a couple verses of, of where David was, he was calling out for um, not, you know, not just to be rescued from this situation, but, but different situations. It was Psalms 30 verse two. It says, Lord, my God, I called to you for help and you healed me. Or it may have been deliverance from, from his enemies. Uh, in Psalm 69, it says, Save me, O God. Those who hate me without a cause are more than the hairs of my head. Those who would destroy me are powerful. Or it might have been deliverance, or, um, yeah, deliverance from oppression of, of guilt, of, of a sin or something that he committed or what he did with Bathsheba and that guy. Uh, Psalms 51, be gracious to me, O God, wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. So these are all different examples of David crying out to be delivered from, from different scenarios. So, um, you know, this is proof. You're not just gonna have one pit in, in, in your life. There's gonna be different things you go through and it's important to know how to, um, you know, how to go about and the patterns to bring you out of that pit. Now, Making sure you praise God in little breakthroughs is also very important when you're in the pit because um, that deliverance isn't always just from zero to hero. Sometimes, you know, for instance, with cancer, you, you know, maybe the chemo is working, right? Well, boom, that's a breakthrough. And then maybe the tumor is removed, right? Thank God for doctors. That's another breakthrough. That's, a, that's something you can praise about. Um, and then boom, maybe there's a big breakthrough where you are declared cancer-free, Right? So those are different stages of coming out of a situation. It's, it's not always just an instant thing. So it's important to be sure that we praise him through the little breakthroughs as well. And I believe that praise brings more breakthrough in our life. That's something you're going to hear from me up here all the time. I believe that through our praise comes breakthrough. All right. So David, he is free. He is out of this pit. Um, so I want to talk real quick just about my story when I came out of this pit. So I'm, I'm laying there and I don't know what it was, but me, N Natalie and myself, we, we like had this crazy energy and adrenaline and we lifted the 400 pound bike out of this pit. We like, we like, we pushed it up. We like put the wheels. I was like, I was like going deeper in the mud as we were doing it. It was insane. But 30 minutes later, like we had little breakthroughs here and there, but 30 minutes later, we got the thing out. We just laid on the ground and the altitude is so high. So it's like two seconds of, of, of trying to get this thing out. And you're just like, oh, you're just done. Um, 
But this, this kind of lines up this, this next stage of, of, of David's experience, which is um, the Lord gives David a new song to sing. And this is in verse three. It says, he has put a new song in my mouth, praise to our God. And when that bike was out, I, was, I, I literally just wanted to scream. I think I did. I was just like, yes. Like I was so excited. There was nobody. We didn't see anyone the whole time. We were, it was just us. I, we had no idea what, how, what was gonna happen the rest of the night getting out of there. I'm like, we're gonna sleep here. But no, um, it was, it, 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 yeah, it was crazy. But when, it, when we got it out, when, when we had that breakthrough, there was, I was so excited. There was so much joy in me. I wanted to tell everyone. I've just had an experience. I had a story. Um, so I, and, and I do believe when God brings you out of any pit, you will have a story to tell. You will have a song to sing. Your heart will be full of joy. It'll be full of, of just, you went through something and it's, and, and you have a story to tell. Um, I believe that sometimes God might take you out of a hard season to remind you how much um, you need him and his presence. I'm not saying he'll put you in that, but there's a lot of times when, when, when you're in difficult situations that God will bring you out and then he'll kind of just smile and you'll be like, I, I needed you. Like, thank you for doing this or, or thank you for saving me. And thank you for me being able to, to realize that. I needed you more. I mean, you, you, don't, you don't appreciate air until you have to hold your breath for, for two minutes, right? Then air is the best thing ever. Um, so may, you know, make sure as you come out of these seasons that you, know, you, ask, your, you, 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 like you ask yourself, God, what, you know, what have you shown me through this time? What, like what, what is it that I've gone through? Um, I, you know, personally, I'm going through things right now where I'm learning so much and I'm so thankful for God's hand on my life. And I'm so grateful for him. And I'm so thankful for the things that he's doing. Um, amen. I'm telling you. So I believe that your breakthrough is reflected in your praise. And I, I know that we're going to be a church body. We're going to have testimonies of things that God's done. And joy is going to be apparent in our lives because we're going to be a church who is delivered from our situations. We're going to be a church who looks to God. He looks up and is pulled out of our situations. Amen. We're not going to be a church who's stuck. We're not going to be a church who is just going in the cycle, but we're going to be a church who can go up and out of the situations, the pits that are in our life. Come on. So we're going to be a church full of songs, full of joy. Our hearts are going to be filled to overflowing. And this, this lines it up right from the next stage. Um, verse three, it says, many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. So what is it? Others see and are saved. So I, I want our journeys. Let your journey be a testimony. Let it be a testimony. How does our song or testimony of God's breakthrough bring others into the kingdom? You know, how, how can people look at you and come to God just, you know, just from your story? Um, well, I believe that they will see, they'll see a person who, contrary to human nature, was patient in distress, who never lost hope, who trusted in God, and who were, were there, um, and they were delivered when, or, you know, when they were brought out, when they were delivered, they gave glory to God. Um, and someone seeing you go through that, someone seeing you come out of a pit with, you know, with, with that humility, with that, you know, with that hope um, and that trust in God, I believe that they're going to see something real. They're going to see something genuine. They're going to see something authentic. And 
I mean, that's, that resonates in anyone's heart, whether you're a believer or not. If you're someone who is authentic, genuine, and, um, you know, you have something, you, you, you have someone you could hold on to, they're going to see that and they're going to want, they're going to want to know what's up. They're, you know, they're going to watch you in that next situation you go through. And, they, and I believe that they will be convicted and they're going to say, I, you know, you're, you're dealing with this really good. What are you doing? Who's your source? What is it, you know? And it'll give you opportunity to bring them into the kingdom. Um, I believe our testimony is everything. Our testimony, people watching, watching your life. Everyone here, someone is watching your life right now and how you're dealing with situations, what you're going through. So let's point them to Jesus, amen? So as I was pulling that thing out of the, the clay or the, the mud, I felt like giving up so many times. I'll, I'll, I'll be real with you guys. I was like, I, so many times I was like, Natalie, let's just, let's just stop. Like it's stuck here. We'll bring a trailer. We'll figure it out. We even tried to like get the, 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 um, went the wench thing, winch, winch, whatever from, from the ATV. Like it wasn't even long enough. We, I, I felt hopeless. I was like, this isn't going to work, but it was so cool. Natalie really kept pushing me to do it. And you know, drama queen over here. She she was the one who was strong and was just like, no, we got this. We can do we can do this. Um, and I think that's just such a great example of of how people can encourage you around you. How our church body can encourage each other. Say, no, you got this. Like you got this. You're going through this hard time. You look you know look to Jesus. Look up to the heavens, and God will pull you out of this situation. Um, I mean, we were. I was wounded. I hurt my knee. I was exhausted. Like this wasn't a good experience. This wasn't like a beautiful thing. Um, but look at, I have a story to tell and God, God brought this message out of that situation. And it's just so neat to see how God, what, what he can take and how he could bring it for his glory and for his goodness. Amen. Well, I want us to stand. I'm gonna have the worship team come up. Um, thank you just for letting me share this message with you this morning. Um, I have, a, I have a couple calls here. Yeah, let's just stand up. I believe that there are people here um, who just totally feel like you're in a pit right now. You just feel like you are literally, every step you take is deeper into the mud. Every step you take, you're just, you're just going nowhere. You feel like just the hole above you is just closing in. Um, I believe that there are people here and you, and you feel like you're in that pit with David. And I just want you to know this morning, God has a plan to bring you out. Amen. God has a plan to bring you out of that pit. I also believe that there's people here this morning who have seen others depend on the Lord. They've seen others go through situations and you're saying, yes, that's, that's what I need in my life. That's what I need. And I want you to know this morning that God, he wants to invite you into his family. He wants to invite you into that relationship with him where you can fully depend, you can fully rely on him this morning. Uh, there's a verse that kind of sums, sums up this message title. It's Psalms 121. It says, I lift up my eyes to the mountains. Where does my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of heaven and earth. So this morning I wanna pray and I want us to, um, we're gonna be singing this song again or just the, the end of this song. And um, if that's you this morning, you know, you don't have to come up here, but the decision is in your heart. 
And if, if you would like prayer for um, just encouragement and prayer for what you're going through, we're gonna have some people up here after service um, and after we sing this, and we'd love to pray with you. If you're here and you wanna make that decision to follow Christ, um, you know, it's, it's not really the words you say, it's the decision you make in your heart. We can, we can also lead you in a prayer. Um, feel free to come up here and just say, hey, I've made the decision to join the family of, of the Lord. And um, we'd love to pray with you and lead you through, um, lead, lead you through that uh, prayer of salvation. But let's pray, church. God, we thank you so much for this morning. Lord, I pray for those right now who are just reaching out, God. They're desperate. They feel hopeless. They feel like there's there's not a future ahead for them. That the, that this is just they're in a, they're in the hardest time in their life. God, I pray that you will just encourage them this morning with this message, God, that they will know that you are their strength, God, that you are their shield, God. You are their rock. You're their firm foundation, God, that you reign in their life. God, that you have a plan to bring them up. You have a plan to bring them out of their situation, God, that that pit will not, will not eat them, God, but that, but that pit will spit them out because you, you have a plan for their life. You have a destiny for their life. You have a purpose for their life. So we just break any, any um, thoughts of even suicide, God, even thoughts of just hopelessness, God, whatever it is right now, we just break that in Jesus' name. And we say that you are the answer, God. You, you have the perfect plan for them, God. You have a plan to bring them out in your perfect timing. God, for those who are, um, possibly entering into a difficult time in their life. We thank you that you are our strength, God, that your Holy Spirit is with us. God, that we can count on you. We can, we invite your peace into our situation right now, God. We, we just, any, anyone dealing with spiritual warfare right now, God, I thank you that you, you, you have the victory on the cross when you died, God, that we, we are overcomers because you have overcome Jesus. God, I thank you that as we praise you during this week, God, that we will find even more breakthrough. We will find the things we could be thankful. God, you did this for me. You did this for me, God. You woke me up on time, God. You made all the lights green. I thank you, God, that we'll just find the little things we could be thankful, God. You're, you are doing, you are doing a work, God. You are moving. God, I thank you that this church is gonna be a, a church body who just has so many testimonies of your goodness. Lord, that people will watch and they, they will see, they will see your love shining, shining through every situation, God, that they will see, um, they will see a people who are strong and mighty. They will see a people who are patient. God, that they'll see a people who um, hold on and trust in you through the storms. Father, we just thank you so much. We praise you. We thank you that you're good. God, we thank you that there's, there's any promises that um, people have received from you, God, that, that haven't been fulfilled yet. I thank you that you're in the business of fulfilling promises, Lord. So God, we just speak those that your promises are yes and amen, Jesus. We thank you that in your timing, God, we'll see that business come to pass. God, we'll see that home be built, Jesus. God, we thank you that we'll see that disease, that tumor dissolve in Jesus' name. God, we'll see... We'll see you move mightily in our extended families, Father. God, we'll see salvation in our immediate families, Lord. God, we declare that in Jesus' name. We know that you are a God who, who does the impossible, God. 
So we say, yes, God, we're so excited for the stories and the testimonies of, of what you're gonna do. So Lord, we love you and we praise you. And we, we, God, we just lift your name up in this place. Come on, can we just lift his name up in this place? Just get, offer thanksgiving. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. You're so good in this place. You're so good, Father. We love you so much, Jesus. As we just sing this next, or as, as, as we close and sing this bridge, I just want us to um, just really believe and declare that the Lord, he is our shield, he's our strength, he's our rock, and just praise him. Uh, we're gonna sing, it's, it's hallelujah. Our God reigns. Just thank him for reigning over your situation. Thank him for bringing you up and out of the pit that you're in. So Father, we love you and we praise you. Thank you for the amazing week that we're gonna have. You're so good, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Listening, church. Thank you so much for joining us today and being a vital part of what God is doing in his people. We hope that this message impacted you and that you were blessed. We would love to connect with you about this message and what God is doing in your heart. You can email us at info at glorymountain.com or visit our website, glorymountain.com. You can also give online to support what God is doing at Glory Mountain. Have a blessed week.